Hi everyone, my name is Brittany. I'm with Capella Industry Insights Podcast and my co-host Kyle May here. And we have a very, very special guest. Martin Kellis with uh, Brookfield Properties. And we're gonna be discussing a handful of things today. But before we get into that, would you mind just sharing with everybody, you know, what you do, what your background is, and how long you've been doing it? For sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Martin Kellis. I am the National Director of Maintenance and Engineering at Brookfield Properties. I've been with them, uh, I started in May 2019, right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and, um, and and just kind of been growing and, and kind of um, expanding my my knowledge and roles through 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 that company. Um, I was born and raised in Orange County, California. Okay. B- back, I don't even want to say the year, but uh, <laughs> back back in the day, and um, born and raised there. Moved to uh, Colorado in 2012, okay. um, and I've been uh, I've been in Colorado since 2012. Um, my I guess my experience in the industry has been. Right around when I grad when I grad when I when I left the Marine Corps in in uh, two thousand, okay. um, I started working in construction, uh, doing tenant improvements, things like that. Uh, kind of evolved into an, an, an electrician role. From electrician role, I I, I ended up getting a, a job in mode, like in uh, property management, single home, single family homes. Um, I did that for a couple of years, and then eventually, kind of fell into. Uh, property management, multifamily, which, you know, for the past, I would say, I got out in 96, 96 to 2000. So I would say for the past, you know, 23 years, I've been doing multifamily in one, wow. one, 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 one facet or another uh, from uh, stuff like just on-site maintenance, you know, on-site uh, unit renovations. And then now what my role is more uh, CapEx management, um, acquisitions, dispositions, and then kind of overall general processes and, and things that go on on the properties as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, just to backtrack, uh, first and foremost, thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. My dad is in the Navy, and <laughs> so I'm like, I definitely appreciate her best. Yeah. Um, okay, that's great. Cool. Um, well, I'd probably just jump into asking you a first question, then we just kind of see uh, how things go from yeah. there. Um, but what does your day-to-day routine look like on a, you know, for a national director of maintenance? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think... I, I, I've been really blessed and, and lucky that I work uh, with the company and, 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 my, and my boss, which is, I don't consider, I mean, he's my boss, but I consider him more of a partner at work because we do collaborate on, on a lot of things when it comes to the day-to-day. I, my day-to-day, like, I work remotely, okay. so which, is, which has been completely different to what I was used to, right. and I think the pandemic kind of dictated a lot of that, um, a, a lot of those changes, right, where, where people were... Um, used to going into an office, right, and, and you would you would get in get in at eight o'clock, leave at five. Mm-hmm. Now it's now it's a lot different to where I think pe- people figured out how to work, uh, you know, remotely, whether it was from home or from or from a, from an office. Um, so my day to day starts, you know, obviously in the morning with with some good coffee, um, <laughs> and then and then obviously getting into my getting into my emails. There's like I mentioned, my 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 partnership with with my boss and my team and our team. Um, it's it's really collaborative, right? So I think my day to day is different, which is probably why I love what I do, because I don't I don't go into the office and do the same thing mm. every day, right? right? There's always something different. There's always uh, different needs that um, that our company has, right? And I think trying to um, trying to prioritize those needs is 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 I think where my first thoughts come, you know, like uh, every day. So kind of prioritizing my day, obviously checking emails, 
uh, making sure that I, I directly have a, a, a few a few different regions that I'm directly responsible for. Which regions are those? Um, it would be uh, Tennessee, uh, Dallas, Houston, and, and then we had Denver, mm-hmm. um, which we're currently doing some stuff here in Denver. Um, but those are those are directly tied to me. And then, um, but then I also support the 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 the, the, the rest of the country. Um, on anything else, again, related to CapEx, uh, acquisitions, disposition, things like that. Um, so again, so my day-to-day starts with emails and just kind of just try to, try to prioritize what that, what that day uh, is, is going to look like. Eventually, again, right now, we're, I think we're getting um, into like a lot of calls during the day with, mm-hmm. with different properties, different, different things. It's, it's hard for me to, to try to narrow this down to, to like just one area, but, but, I, but I literally... <laughs> Uh, again, because I, 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 I do partner with my boss so well, is that, is that there's things that, 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 that he might need, right, that day that, that I need to kind of pivot to. Right. Or things that I need that, that I need to concentrate on. So, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically, you know, everything's related to, to the day-to-day operations of, of, of maintenance and, and engineering, which I think, um, for me, it's, it's like, what's the... That's that's basically our goal, right? Is to make sure that we can provide our customers, you know, like a a, a, a beautiful place to live, a comfortable place right. to live. So, from a maintenance uh, perspective, like how do we how do, how do we accomplish that? So, I know that's kind of vague, and it's kind of you know, but again, it's 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 I there's so many things that, that I touch mm-hmm. um, that that it kind of you know. But my overall goal is again is is just to make sure that we're supporting the maintenance and engineering teams. No, it seems like you definitely have a lot of yeah. them. You're doing a lot. Do yeah. you prefer like working? From home, or do you prefer being in an office environment? Uh-huh. Um, like the other day when it was snowing, I, I prefer working from home. <laughs> yeah. um, get all comfy. Get all comfy. Um, but when I'm, uh, I like going. I mean, I like the office atmosphere. I yeah. like, I like the the the, the, the I'd say brotherhood, but the the I don't know, just the the, the interaction with yeah. people. You know, uh, oh, interaction over over the you know like Teams and Skype and things like that is great. But and it's 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 a lot more cost efficient, right? Right. When it comes to, to people living in different regions. Right. But um. But but I do like the the, the, the human side of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the connection as well. Cause you worked from home for a while too, right? Yeah, I was from home, almost three years. Yeah. And uh, I was chomping at the bit to get really? back in an office. So uh-huh. being here is like way different. Cause I mean I'm in the office every single day, but you definitely get to establish those relationships and get kind of those deeper relationships and can see what everyone's doing and mm-hmm. kind of I think being in a, a marketing director role like guide people into the right direction a little more right, right. Um, but yeah I, I mean there are definitely aspects of working from home <laughs> that I miss like walking the dogs in the daylight is uh, one of them uh, yeah. I so, think I think my biggest one is 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 when I would work it, you know, an office environment. Like I'm, I'm a foodie. Like I like to find. <laughs> I like to. I like to. I like to eat. Tests. Yeah. Um, and when you're at home, it's like you're stuck. Like uh, right now, it's just good, right? Like you're saving some money. You're eating a little bit healthier. But it's kind of the same thing, like eggs and bacon, or. See, I would thought it'd be the opposite. I've always worked in the office, and I have all these snacks. But I feel like if I was at home, yeah. I'd be. I'd, I'd be eating a lot more because I'd be in the oh, kitchen, no. like cooking while I'm on a call. I don't know, no. It's the opposite. Yeah. Like when when you're at the office, like think of like Mark the other day. He brought in that cheesecake, so now there's cheesecake in the office. That's or true. like people will go out and get food and ask if you want something, and it's like, oh, well, how do I turn down Chick Fil A? So now you're eating Chick Fil A. It's true. not like 
Like when I was working from home, I would skip lunch most of the time. Uh, yeah, hmm. yeah. But I, I I do that too, but really? oh. yeah. Okay, I guess I haven't been in that the yeah. side of the. It's like it's 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 you kind of get spoiled, right? Like when you're at home, <laughs> you're like you you want to eat out, and then when you're out, you you want to eat at home. So it's, <laughs> it's you know. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, um, back on track. <laughs> That's cool though. Um, okay, so when it comes to like, what is your main goal for the properties as far as like? you overseeing them um in your position my my main goal and and, and again i think what we try to do every day is right. is is how can we make how can we make an impact on the resident right sure. how, how can we make their living experience like different than anybody else and, and i think it starts with um with our teams right that our teams are happy that they're supported that that we give them the tools that they need to to be able to work and to be efficient uh, because i think that the customer especially i think on the maintenance side the, the 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 resident like they interact with the maintenance teams every day mm -hmm. they see them every day you know it, it's different than, than my position like I, I i see residents when i'm on property but not as not as much you have residents that are calling out you know your maintenance team by their first names right. you know it's it's like they're part of they're part of that community you know so i, I think my biggest goal is, is is to see how how can i uh, make our property teams su successful by providing tools, by providing support, by providing, you know, um, we, were, we were having a conversation the other day kind of internally and, and kind of thinking through, well, how, you know, how can we make our teams um, as efficient as possible so, they, so that they have time to, 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 to make sure that they serve the customer as best they can, right? right. So that they're not on the computer, uh, struggling to, 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 to complete work orders. So we're, we're really trying to find policies or processes that can, that can help with that, right? Like yeah. closing out work orders on your yep. mobile phone, right? To where they don't have to sit in the office for, for an hour every day. And, and, and which typically back when I was on site, like we would, we would start the day, you know, kind of an hour in the morning, opening and printing out work orders. You spend another hour at the end of the day closing them out and putting your notes to where now it's it's like you pop it up on your phone you see what the resident needs yeah you close it out yeah. and from there it triggers like uh you know communication to the resident hey your work order has been closed and i think that 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 side of it the, the, the resident feels like they're being more attentive mm -hmm. to you know yep. and and i think it provides better customer service because at, you know at the end of the day that's that's where our our, our you know our check comes from basically right because yeah. The re if we didn't have residents, then then where would we be at? You yeah. know. And these are their homes. I mean, this is like you know, it's like a business, but it's also. I mean, these are people's homes. They want to feel comfortable. They want to feel like their their needs are being met. You for know, sure. they, that they've got a good team around them. They yeah. can count on them. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is is that kind of the same on on your side? Like kind of what? Well, because you guys are from a contractor's role. Like, how, how do you guys? How do you feel that that impacts the properties and the residents? I think. A challenge for us is a lot of times we're working with property owners to renovate a unit. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we'll be renovating pro like low rent properties into nicer properties. And so a lot of times we get some negative feedback because sometimes we're pricing out people right. in the area. Um, and so that can be a challenge, especially when we're out like looking at units and if it's an occupied unit that we're looking at, we get some negative feedback from those people who have told us, I mean, we've heard in the past, don't renovate this, like I'm not gonna be able to afford mm -hmm. what you're doing. Right. 
But we really live by the the motto of improving assets, enhancing lives. And mm-hmm. while there, we may be pricing some people out of units for the new people that are moving in, they're getting exceptional quality and much nicer place to live. And so it's definitely a balance of, of like keeping in mind the people who are currently living there as well as the people that are going to live there. Right. And right now we're trying to kind of give back in other ways. We're starting to look into developing affordable housing and in some other yeah. areas so that we're not only helping these class A and B properties, but we're also creating affordable housing. So we want to help the, the community of Colorado and wherever we're operating as a whole, yeah. as opposed to just kind of focusing on, on one class of property. Because mm-hmm. you guys do work throughout the country or is it just the Colorado? Yeah, we're all over. We're in Colorado, uh, Texas, Arizona, a lot in Florida. We Washington, just got we're going to Oregon tomorrow. Washington, yeah. 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 So, so. We're, we're all over. We definitely have deep roots in Colorado and Arizona, I would say. but mm-hmm. We tend to go where our client needs us, where there's a need and mm-hmm. where we know we can bring the most impact right. with our specialty. But right. And that's the other thing too, is like, like he was saying, bounce off that as far as like our systems of like our, our main goal or like our objective making sure that things happen um they flow the right way right is like making sure mobilization is um properly set up making sure that we're keeping in mind the residents because you know there's we're not going to renovate you know 200 units at once right we might do a pocket at a time or something so we're making sure that we're mobilized the right way making sure that our dumpsters everything's set up right we're cleaning up after ourselves and I think the most important thing is our is our subcontractors, right. because that that makes your break up, it makes right. or breaks us. So making sure that they understand like what our motto is, mm-hmm. enhancing lives, which we really take to heart. So it's like, if you're coming into an environment where this is their home, mm-hmm. you have to treat it with respect. And yeah. so making sure that our subcontractors are going in there and representing us properly as if it was their own. Right. And so we try to keep that same culture, especially when we when we partner with. Um, people that allow us to do those jobs. We want to make sure that as a whole our culture our our beliefs everything that we're doing We're all moving in the same direction. Right. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. and we're not just in multifamily We also operate a lot in senior living mm-hmm. and that's a, a whole, whole different beast. animal I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, For that You really have to take care of residents not that we don't take care of the residents in multifamily but with senior living yeah. They're there all the time. They hear everything that's happening. They're more sensitive to the dust. You can't mm-hmm. leave your tools lying around, that kind of yeah. stuff. So it's really important for us on senior living that our subcontractors understand yeah. where they're working in the, I mean, especially like assisted living, memory care. If you leave a, a power tool lying around, <laughs> it's really dangerous if a memory <laughs> care person gets a hold of like a circular saw that's yeah. just out in the yeah. hallway. So I, I toured a, a, a senior living community once, uh, a couple, right? I think it was right before COVID or something, mm-hmm. and um, I was amazed at at how um, close, like just the community oh, is. Yeah. The ma- yeah. I, I was I was touring with the manager, and the manager is hey Mr. this and mm-hmm. hey Mr. and and we must have gone through and she knew everybody's yep. name. Yep. Yeah, right. We we volunteered at a few events, and it's like. And there, there's some of these places have you know hundreds and hundreds of people, and they know everybody. It's a yeah. close, close community, and it's it's because like, again, these are people's homes, yeah. and in those environments, people are getting older and they need a little more care. Yeah. But it's like just the care that the people that are working there give into them. Yeah. They see a lot more than a paycheck, yeah. which is really rewarding for us, and right. or at least for me, yeah. to see that and just to see the impact that 
you know, when we're sitting at a table with, with um, some elderly people and we're like playing games and doing stuff, they're just so interactive. And it's like, it's just amazing to see that they've taken the initiative to really bring an impact in, into their older years. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, kind of get back on track. <laughs> but <laughs> I go on a tangent when it comes to no, that. It's, it's yeah. life changing. Yeah. Um, but how much say would you? How much say do you have over like your capex projects and your uh, your annual annual budget planning? Um, I, I wouldn't say so. Again, it's it's everything's real collaborative, right? Sure. Like like okay. we you know, I think we, we respect a lot of the of the of the information and the feedback that we get from the properties, right? Because they're they're touching the sites every day, right? Yep. We, yeah, that we have a business plan. For the property, yeah, right. Like the, we, when we purchase a property or when we have a property, there's there's a certain amount of money that we told our investors or our owners that we're going to invest, right? Yeah. So we we have to try to honor that as best we can. Um, but with that also comes the day to day things that that break on the property, the the day to day things that get worn out on the property. So I think looking at it from that perspective is 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 a, is, is to kind of tie it back is 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 really collaborating with the sites, right? Collaborating with uh, with my boss collaborating with the other uh, regional engineers in our company because um, I, and I say this and I, I must have told this to Dina like a hundred times uh, when uh, we haven't we haven't done a lot of work or we haven't done any work with you guys yet but we're, we're hoping to someday do something um, that I'm not gonna go into a property and just because um, you know like I'm not gonna spend something on a property like spend money on a property if if like I wouldn't do it at my house, right? So right. like if if somebody yeah. if like oh well we can't fix the just an example if I if we can't fix the boiler, right? Um, well just because like we're not just gonna give up and say well replace it, right? Because right. I wouldn't do that at my house, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't just write a, open up a checkbook and write a fifty thousand dollar check for a boiler, right? right? So I think having that mentality is has really helped me um, kind of from a different perspective from a. From a, even though it's not my money, for, but from an owner's perspective, right. right? Like, like it's a team. It's it's a it's a team, right? Like what that they can feel that they're in good hands. And I think my reputation has gotten me to where it is today because of of that thought process, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't just pick the first vendor that that comes out, or I don't again, I don't just replace to replace, right? Um, but as far as to say, I think I I would say it's probably more collaborative th mm -hmm. than anything else that that we can get. Um, you know our, our marketing team involved, our renovation team involved, our, our regional engineering, our, our on-site, and really make sure that we're making the best decision for the property. And and like I can't like I don't feel like uh, well I, I I approve or disapprove projects. No, it's it's right. a, it's a, it's more of a collaborative thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. I yeah. don't have too much to say on that. I mean, I feel like that's. It just says a lot about your guys' company yeah. um, that you're literally treating it as if it's yours. And I think that makes a big difference in a company, whether you're going to make it or break it long term. Yeah. Um, because if you, I don't know, if you stay, I guess, not stay in your lane, but you just kind of have your blinders on. It's like me and my, me and me and no more. Right. right? Then it's like, how far can you, can you really get? Right. Well, you, you can make it easy. I, I think taking the easy route would be to. To get the first contractor that comes in and gives you whatever price, right? Like mm -hmm. th that's the easy way. The 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 right way, I think, would try to try to figure out like what can you do to to fix the situation, right? And if you can't, then be able to you know be able to feel comfortable and provide information and say, look, I've done I've done X, Y, and Z, and 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 I couldn't. If I end up spending more money, it's it's probably going to be as much or, or more than just replacing it, right? Right. But yeah. but but again, but making that concerted effort to 
to try to to do the best thing for the property because sometimes the best thing isn't getting a new toy or a new you know system yeah um sometimes that 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 investment um i think obviously affects the bottom line right like you, you if you're if you're spending money then you know then then sometimes the the your return's not going to be what, what you wanted at the end of the year yeah. but but again it's just it's, it's making those decisions as a team and and making sure that we all have that mindset like hey like this is yeah, we don't own this, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it doesn't say Martin on the on the side of the mm-hmm. building, but 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 I think of it that way because yeah. it makes my decision making that much more easier. Yeah. That's kind of how we are in our company. I mean, it's like um, we have all these different divisions in our company, but we collaborate as one. We always see it as like a like a wheel. Like mm-hmm. you're all connected on this wheel, and if one is out, then it's like it doesn't run properly. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like that's kind of how we see it too. Yeah. And I feel that that makes it efficient. So. Yeah, for sure. But. Yeah. So let's talk about when you are ready to do a big project. I know you said you try to keep it in-house as much as possible yeah. until you do need a general contractor. Yeah. So what are the projects where you are looking for a general contractor as opposed to you guys just handling it internally? Well, I think the, I think the, the, the complexity of the project kind of dictates some of that sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can think of a project that we were doing here at some of the properties in Denver, where we were we had a we had leaks and and, and uh, from the balconies that mm. that were existing on the property. The property was older, but but not old to where we should be expecting that that, that soon. Um, so kind of you know we looked at the overall scope and said, okay, what, what is it going to take to first to, to to find what the issue is, right? Yep. And then from there, from from when you find the issue, then then that again that kind of takes you into a different into a different path. But initially, okay, so um, it we had to do some investigation work, right, to mm-hmm. see where is the water coming from. Can, can we find it ourselves, or do we need to bring in somebody uh, uh, somebody uh, more specialized in leak detection, right? Um, so once we figured out that you know I, I, we ended up kind of noting where the the issues were were coming from. And then once we started opening opening up drywall and opening up balconies, we started to see that there was possibly more structural issues, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you're dealing with structure or structural issues, like you want to, you know, you, you you don't want to compromise the integrity of the building, right? Like you don't want to just cut a two by four and or cut a piece of wood and now the building like yeah. you, you've taken uh, structure off of a load bearing wall or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's 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 more the 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 the, the the complexity of the scope determines that, you know, because again, our, our guys are not uh, licensed engineers, right? So, so if we're doing a project such as this balcony re- uh, repair, um, like I, I can't sign off to the city and say that that my, you know, that I've inspected it and that I, it's 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 good now. Right. Like we need a, a licensed engineer to come in and do that for us. So I think to to, to answer your question, it's it's more the complexity of the scope which kind of dictates. Um, if we engage a contractor or not. Right. Yeah. Great. So, um, how does uh, having a relationship with the GC, you know, help you get the job done? When you do feel, once you kind of analyze, you're like, all right, we need to bring a GC in. Yeah. Um, I think for me that that I, I've I've been I think I've I've had exposure to a lot of different contractors, right? I mean, there, there's there's contractors that say they're contractors, but they're not contractors. They're like two guys in a truck. They're like two guys in a truck, right? <laughs> um, but 
I think for me, the most important thing, even if it's the two guys in the truck, um, it's it's the trust, yeah. right? It's the, if you're going to tell me that you're going to do something for a certain price, mm-hmm. and, and we agree on that, then, then that's what I expect back. Yeah. I, I don't expect anything more or anything less. I just want you to do that because, you know, I, 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 we like to be as thorough as we can in the, in up front to make sure that we can develop a scope that is, is, is detail that as best we can to complete the job, but also thinking in like how it's going to impact the resident, right? Okay. So when you're, say for example, right, when you're doing a bunch of concrete replacement and, and you end up, you end up doing um, concrete replacement like in front of somebody's garage, like you want to make sure that that's communicated to the resident because yeah. if they show up and there's a big old hole in front of their garage, they yeah. can't get in. There's six inches of snow outside, or, or something, or it's, mm-hmm. it's raining, or whatever. Um, then, then you want to make sure that you don't, you don't, that you don't impact the resident in a negative way, yeah. right? So you want to have contractors that are knowledgeable, contractors like you just mentioned earlier, where you guys are thinking about how your 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 renovation is affecting the the, 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 the community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that for me, it's 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 that simple. It's it's building a relationship with the contractor that I can trust and. Making sure that 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 whatever we agree that that, that we're gonna do, we do. Yep. The the other thing I think is 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 having not just one, but having several uh, contractors to 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 make sure that we can um that we can stay competitive, right? Mm-hmm. That that I think that's that's important too, right? That they we're not just using the same person, the same person, the same person, and you know, I I've had situations where companies have. Like you know, use the same yeah. uh, contractor, and and sometimes like you start seeing the prices kind of creep up because yeah. the contractor's mm-hmm. comfortable and they're like, well, I I, yeah. I have a good relationship. I you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get this job, so I'll yeah. I'll tack on a little bit more. So having having trustworthy com- uh, uh, contractors, competent contractors, and then and then again have have several that you can you can. Um, I wouldn't say I would say kind of rotate through and make make sure that everybody's stays honest with their pricing. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Because what if you know they're busy and you need to use somebody else, or what if you know they drop a ball, or yeah. you just don't want to have your back against the wall. Right. So. Right. And and, and and we have policies in place where if if it's a certain amount, you know, we have to get three bids. If 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 the complexity is 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 a certain way, we would feel comfortable, or, or we would feel more comfortable getting three bids. So I think that that those things is 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 kind of help with 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 having that pool of vendors, but at the end of the day, if you can't trust somebody, then yep. then you can't work with them. I, I yep. think right. I like, think that's a common thread. Um, yeah. Because I I mean, talk to a lot of people, and it's like yeah, numbers are important, right? We all have budgets to hit. We you know we all want to make money, stuff like that, but. It all comes down to relationship, right. and that comes down to trust. Yeah. That comes down to do you have integrity and character? Mm-hmm. At least for me, you know, it's like that's a high standard I hold in my personal life, and I feel like how you do one thing is how you do everything, and that's that's in business, that's in your personal life, that's in that's in everything. And so, I've definitely noticed that common thread of of people are like, yeah, money's important. Obviously, we want to get our numbers, but we also care about how do you carry yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. how is this relationship going to work out? Yeah. Because I'm like, if you can't trust the person, then what do you got? Yeah. Well, and I think you end up saving money when you can trust someone as well. Because mm-hmm. up front, if you're getting a bid and it's someone you can trust, you're probably going to have fewer change orders in the future because yeah. they're going to give you a complete bid versus trying to get the lowest number. And then there's the, the aspect of 
managing the the contractor that you're working with and it costs money to have someone out there looking at the work that's mm-hmm. being done you want to be able to trust the person you're working with and have a, a scope of work outlined at the beginning and just come in for a punch walk at the end and mm-hmm. have a short punch punch list as opposed to constantly <laughs> micromanaging your your general contractor mm-hmm. whoever is on your job sites so yeah I think when you when you think of a general contractor and and Typically, like we wouldn't engage. Like if it's if it's a if it's a um, like a uh, plumbing specific project, or if it's an electric electrical specific project, or or drywall spe- whatever it is, like we tech and that goes back to the complexity of the work, right? Like right. if it's, if it just involves one trade and it's and it's not that not that crazy of a scope, then then you engage that specialty, right? Mm-hmm. When there's different. Um, when there's different uh, that, that there's plumbing involved, that there's electrical involved, that there's structure involved, then you, you number one, you, you probably want to bring in somebody that can manage th- those trades, right? But making sure that that they're again that they're competent, that that, that they know what they're doing, and yeah. that they're and that they're as detailed as possible on the front end to avoid change orders. The last thing I I, I like and I like like and I think again I think I think I take it more personal that when I have a change order like it's it, it was because something I missed, mm. right? So I, I take that more personal and, and, and kind of overseeing it. And, and if it happens once, it's going to happen, right? Like we're, we're not perfect, right? But I, I, I do like to learn from those things and, and see how, how can I make sure that it doesn't happen again. And, and with the years I've been, I, I've, I've been lucky to be in this business, I, I've had some experiences where I, 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 don't make, I try not to make the same mistakes right. twice because right. it costs... Again, yeah, it's not my money, but it's 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 somebody's money, yeah. and I'm not. I don't like to play with yep. with people's money. <laughs> when I was in the, you were saying about how you carry yourself, right? So when I was in the service, like my, I remember like my drill instructor would tell us all the time, like when you, when you're walking from somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Like even if you're walking from, I don't know, if we would we would have um, they called it chow, but we would we would have lunch and then and then head back to the barracks. Sometimes mm-hmm. we would go by ourselves. And he would say, like, whenever you're walking somewhere, like, walk like you're like you have a purpose, right? Mm, I love like that. the last thing somebody like you're like kind of just like, well, no, like shoulders back, yeah, head so, high, yeah, like walk, mm-hmm. walk yeah. like you have a purpose, mm-hmm. right? And so when I'm dealing with people, for some reason, I'm, that's the reason, but 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 I was looking <laughs> at like, <laughs> like like how is this guy like you know how is he carrying himself, yep. right? Yep. Like if he's walking up and he's like, oh. He's looking for his pen, and he's like, you know, he's it's trying organized. to trying to find his glasses. <laughs> and like, I, mean, I, I could see where this is, you know, yep. we're gonna get ten change orders just, yep. you know, here. Um, but just again, and you don't have to have the like the fanciest truck. You don't have to have the big name on the truck. You don't. No, man, it's it's just like carry yourself well. Do what you say you're gonna do, mm-hmm. and, and everything else will work out. Yep. Yeah. I love that. That's a good analogy. And good yeah. way to put it. Awesome. Walk like you got a purpose. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've heard that from somewhere. I don't know where I heard that, but. Yeah, he told us a lot of other things, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. He called us a lot of other names too, but but that was yeah. one. That was one good thing that that, that that I took away from that. So I think the one I heard. Gosh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. He was, um, I think he was a Navy SEAL, but he was the one who made like a. a he had that. He did a talk, and he pretty much said, "You need to make your bed every day," and that was like the you know time out. He was a. Uh, I, I think he was. I don't know if he was speaking to a college. Yeah. Uh, he was. He, he was an officer in the yeah. in the Navy, I believe. Yeah. And he might have been a Navy SEAL. Yeah, I think he was a SEAL. And, and he just said, "When you start your day, like start it making your bed." Yep. 
I, people don't I, understand the power I, of that. I make my bed not because of that speech, because of my wife. Cause, 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 oh, cause you're, you're forced to. Yeah. <laughs> you put all the clothes on. She leaves to, she leaves to work <laughs> like at five in the morning. So, uh, you know, I, I do it. But that's a different story. So. <laughs> uh, I guess that's true. <laughs> happy wife. But but that is yeah. a good speech. Have you listened to the whole thing? I have. Yeah. yeah. It's no, a, it's powerful. It's, it's motivating. It's it's powerful. Yeah. It's And it's it's simple. Yep. You know, it's like... But it can literally make such a huge difference. Oh, for sure. People don't understand sure. the little things add yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, in business, yeah. too. So. Yeah. For cool. sure. Um, did you have any other questions? Because I had a couple fun questions to ask. But I don't think so. I think you should introduce <laughs> our, our new kind of end of podcast segment that we're starting here and the, the questions. Yeah. So, you know, as you know, obviously, we're, we're all business. We want to get down yeah. to business. But we also have to have a, like, a little bit of fun and kind of dig into some other things. Mm-hmm. So one that's business related, I just I have to ask, what is your favorite power tool to use? My favorite power tool? <laughs> um, and what did you use it for recently? Yeah. You know what? I, 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 I like... I like welding a lot for some okay, reason. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a couple of years ago, I, I bought myself a, 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 a stick welder. Oh wow! And I, I just love the because it's hard to weld. Yeah. Right? Um, but I love the finished look when when you complete a weld, um, and you see how it it the the shape that the that the that the weld takes. To me, that being able to perf- and I want to say perfect it because I haven't perfected it. But being able to make it look somewhat somewhat decent, okay. you know, um, I, I think is 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 great. Um, I, that might be like a part tool that I, that I don't use every day, but, okay. but I think that that's one that I. What did I think you use recently? Ah, uh, that 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 <laughs> recently. Um, Even if it's so small. I mean, I think my my level is always like the the. The, the thing that I think that I and it's not power right so so I think again I'm I'm going away from that it's okay, it's okay. Um, but but you know what's cool though it's it's I do have a, a power tool um, is I bought a back when I moved here I bought a set of like impact tools okay so now you know now when I'm cha- like when I'm rotating the tires of my wife's car I feel like I'm in like a NASCAR like, you know, <laughs> how fast can because, I go yeah because I'm like oh, you're going fast so that's cool is it pneumatic. It's pneumatic, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so yeah. you get the nice sound yeah, out of yeah. it. Too. Oh, it's, it's it's loud. It's like you feel like you're yeah. like Days of Thunder, you yeah. know? Like, My yeah. dad has that, and he's trying to because oh. he works on cars all yeah. day, so I'm like, kind of get in there and do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is our first time asking that. So, Brittany, what's your favorite yeah. power tool? I know you're not as hands on with the power tools anymore now that you know. You're not I have on a construction background, but I did like flooring and abatement i'm really good with a hammer a sledgehammer i think i know it's not a power tool i want to say a sledgehammer i just like to break stuff mm-hmm. yeah i have a lot of experience with tearing down stuff people pay people pay to do that yeah you know what right? yeah or you yeah yeah we could you open know? one of those rooms where you like smash the rage room yeah you can like just smash i don't know i like to smash stuff so okay. it's not really a power tool maybe a drill i guess i don't know mm-hmm. but do you have issues like or, you know or? you know Martin, I'm, I'm working through things <laughs> i'm human I mean, we all i mean we all do so, sometimes yeah. we all need to so, just yeah. like, smash something yeah, yeah. with a hammer it's right? just yeah, for fun sure. to yeah. see things break what about you kyle yeah you know this is uh if you want to sponsor us uh saw stop <laughs> i do miss my uh college shop had a eight foot table saw that you could run a whole sheet by yourself and it was a saw stop so if you cut your finger because we had college kids that didn't know what they were doing i miss that because now i'm using just a little um dewalt 
<laughs> portable table saw um, and you have to set up saw horses and or, yeah. or get your wife to help which, uh, <laughs> she hates but uh, she doesn't yeah i miss that big old saw stop table yeah. saw so okay. yeah and that's crazy how it does like it senses oh yeah they're they're expensive when you do trigger them mm-hmm. if you don't have the the replacement plan but there were at least two times in college that kids saved a finger from yeah. the saw stop hmm. so from trying to be funny or, or like they no just not knowing how to use a table saw mm-hmm. oh okay so mm-hmm. gotcha yeah that's, nice. that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they just leave that's like a, that's a little a good like, one though. That's cut. I mean I'm some yeah, when I would uh I would cut like a sheet of plywood, I would I would put a level on it and kind of uh lean my skill saw mm-hmm. on it and just <laughs> rip it. Um but but that's so much convenient like oh, and it's it cool. Nice. But, yeah. Well you can't put one of those like in the back of your car no. and just take oh, it. Oh no. Yeah, I keep my uh, <laughs> yeah, my portable is in the back of my truck regularly. I really uh, like wet saws like for tile. I did a lot saws, yeah. of tile work. So. That's ki- that's kind of um how, like uh you know when you do something and it makes you feel good. Like I, I like it how the does. water runs and, and then it, how clean it is. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's kind of soothing, yeah. It is soothing. <laughs> okay. Okay, now we're going to completely get off the topic of construction tools. We're going to talk sports. Okay. All right. So, what share? Just share a favorite sporting memory that you have, or just like a moment in history with sports. Yeah. Um. Man, I'm a like I'm a huge football fan. I'm a huge Raider fan. Raider fan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we won't pick careful. on you. No, it's fine. Yeah, you gotta be careful because you've got some Broncos that, fans and a Chiefs fan here, that's, as well, which that's, is gross. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Especially after this past weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Laker fan. Okay. So I was born and raised in Orange County, so right. uh, you know Southern California. I'm a huge Laker fan. I'm a huge Dodger fan, and, and I think subconsciously, I'm 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 a bigger baseball fan than I am anything else. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I like going out to to you know to the park and watching. I mean, the Dodgers when they come here and, and win all the time. Um, <laughs> so, um, but the when when you when you asked me that, the first thing that came to my mind was. Um, I mean, I must have been. I know I'm not, I wasn't. I must have been. I'm, I was about ten years old. Um, it was like 1988, and I don't know if you guys do you guys like baseball. Yeah. yeah. I, there was a uh, the, during the World Series during that time. The Dodgers were in the World Series, and they were uh, they were playing the the the, the A's. Mm. And um, Kirk Gibson hit a hit a home run. He hadn't played because his ankle or his knee was hurt. Came up to the plate. Um, and and he ended up helping them win that that game. He was on he was literally like on one leg, like just swinging the bat. Wow! And and he ended up hitting a home run. Like everybody went crazy. I was watching it on TV. Um, and as a little kid, though, it made a it made a where where I still I can still see wow. that play for some reason. I, I, and and I, I don't know I don't know why, but when you asked me that, that was the first thing that that came to my mind was was that was that play. So it's crazy how some things from like years ago can just it's like. So vivid as this uh-huh. happened yesterday. Yeah. It makes that much of an impact. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah for sure. You? You know, I'm the type of person where I, I not a huge sports person. Were you, born, I am, were you born and raised here? I was. But I like what? UFC. Okay. Okay. I like, I mean, I think there's a common thread here. I like to break stuff. I like to fight, you know. <laughs> okay. I like UFC. Um, I wouldn't say I have a specific moment that I like, but I would say like, um... As far as a fight that I seen, but I think one of the most impactful moments for me was when I was I used to train up at a 303 training center. I don't know if you guys heard it's a MMA gym, but um, Rose, she's a fighter. I don't know if you guys know who that is. She's like the bald-headed girl, and she's short and whatever. Anyways. 
Her husband was the one training me, and I had no idea. They're professional UFC. Like, they're mm-hmm. in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a very impactful moment for me because of the way that he was training. Really, what he said is, if you don't hit the bag, get the, out of my gym. It was crazy. <laughs> but I'm like, just the intensity of it, but just the, the collaboration, how close people were in the gym, and just to see these people that were, like, professional fighters, and, like, I had the opportunity to... I guess get the thought process of how they train, of how they think, of how they fight. I just, that impacted me because at that time, this was a few years ago, you know, I was just trying to work on my patience and all these things and just to see how um, they use the sport to really control themselves in a really big way, like yeah. mentally. I don't know. Yeah. It was it was a big impact for me. Um, it, it, yeah. It's crazy because I was, I was watching a video and you're talking about like intensity. I, I think at, at that level... It's it's you're you're born with it, you know when to turn it on. Like mm-hmm. you know you have to turn it on. I was watching a video. I believe it was like the UConn girls basketball coach that was talking to to the players, and and he was saying that, and it was he was real calm. He was you know he wasn't yelling or nothing. But he was telling them how, and like intensity, like like they don't need to coach that yep. right. Like you either have it or you don't. Yep. And he said and, and they pick players that know that they have that so mm-hmm. that when it comes to it all their coaching is really game plan and technique yep. and things like that but but there's certain people that that just know when to turn it on yep. and and that's that's actually cool because because I, I think that impacts like your work too right mm-hmm. like you again and carry, how you know walk like you have a purpose and all that stuff i think the way like you need to be a little intense at yep. work right to make sure that you can and not not like ah like just breaking <laughs> stuff right but but focus right yep. and, and and really um Really, again, I've been I've been lucky that I I've been in this industry for a long time, and I, I I love what I do. Anybody that asks me, if we start talking about work, like I'll I'll talk to you about work all day. Talk to you about sports. Talk to you about everything, but work because I'm I mean that's something that I do every day all the time. So, but that that's a that's a good one. That's a, yeah. How about you? I have one that you may like. I, I have a lot of sports <laughs> stories, um, but. My dad and I used to have season tickets. This was back in like the the mellow era to the Nuggets. Okay. And is uh, this where you guys most fought people? It is. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, as I'm sure you know, the the Nuggets and the Lakers used to get matched up in the playoffs mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, we had season tickets, and we were close with everyone in our section. Well, the people that sat behind us decided to sell their tickets to some Lakers fans. Okay. And so this was, it was a game five, game six situation, um, really tight series. And the people sitting behind us, these Laker fans that bought the tickets, had a Kobe MVP sign. And at the time, I'm, I've got to be like 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. And they're just screaming and hollering the entire game, shouting Kobe MVP. And it was in our house. And, um, my dad leans over to me during a, a commercial break and says, you should rip their sign up. <laughs> uh, 11, 12, young, impressionable, will do whatever my dad says at the time. So I stand up and I grab this <laughs> sign, and I tear it in half and throw it in the air. Uh, and these two guys were ready to just beat the crap out of me and my dad. They were shouting, screaming. Well, Argus Security sees that happening, and they come down and escort 
the two Lakers fans out. Uh, <laughs> and the entire section was just going nuts, cheering for us, giving me high fives, uh, all that. Of course, the Nuggets lost to the Lakers because uh, that's what happened uh, back in the day. But right. yeah, that's that my that's my my Lakers. Um, Impressionable. Uh, yeah, that's time I, I remember when my dad almost got, got me jumped. Beat yeah. up by some Lakers fans. You probably feel horrible <laughs> about, about that today, though. Yeah, I, I don't feel great. It's, it's uh, <laughs> kind of a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> I was like, come on, Dad. Yeah. Why would you make me do that? Yeah. That's, that's so, fine. Not, yeah, but. Cool. So. <laughs> well, you know, we really appreciate you coming on set, um, coming so. out here and just sharing just pieces of wisdom, thought process. Um, I know this is going to help somebody that just, you know, maybe is um, trying to figure out their, their processes, trying to figure out what they want to do, whatever the case may be. We appreciate you coming on here and, and just chopping it up with us for a little Thank bit. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Awesome.